So this next question, I feel like uh, you may or may not have an answer to. Okay. The question is, and I did not submit this. <laughs> okay. Uh, why are you so cool? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why am I so cool? That is a great question. <laughs> Is that the last question? It is the last question, but oh. I have one more for you that's okay. not on this list, but that is your last question. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 200. We're in the 200s now. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment. Thanks. Thanks. It is. It's interesting. Like thinking. You look surprised. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been 200 episodes. <laughs> like I know that I do this like every week yeah, and have for uh -huh. over four years now, but it doesn't. Well, you've taken breaks. You've <clears throat> taken, taken breaks. Backed for off sure. to every two weeks or once a month when you needed to. You've mm -hmm. moved with the seasons. You've done it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Cool milestone. Well done. 200. Congratulations. Um, Thanks for coming. Very impressive. Your consistency is very impressive. Why, thank you. Um, yeah, for, for anyone who doesn't know, this is my wife, Taylor. Uh, you were, I think, on the show last in episode 100. That's correct. Um, where you came and you interviewed me. I did. And you asked me the listener's questions. I did. Um, and that's what we're doing again today. So we've got, uh, we've got a few questions that y'all submitted and, uh, we're just going to roll through them. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get started. So Normally thank I do. You listeners for your indulgence. Yeah. To thanks. allow me to come on and do this. That's yeah. a treat for me. And me. I always enjoy, I mean, I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, how you and I started our own podcast for nobody yeah. where we just talk And the first episode was like over two, two hours. hours long. <laughs> Uh, we, because we really like talking. We to each like other. talking to each other. It's a problem when you're podcasting, but almost yeah. no other time. Yeah, that's <laughs> about it. But today we get to um, to bring together the podcasting and us talking to each other. Yes, so I'm very excited about it. Cool. Um, do we want to just go ahead and get into the questions? I would love to. Okay. So, question number one. What is one thing that you did in the beginning of your business you would absolutely never do again if you had to start over? <laughs> Ooh. Um, if your I had to start over. Your face was just like stunned, like, uh, like you had not read the question. I know you read the question. I, so I did read these questions, <laughs> but I immediately just like copied them and put them in the notes app yeah. so that I wouldn't like think about them. Uh-huh. Um, and this was one of the first ones submitted like weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is newborns. Uh, that I wouldn't do newborn photography again. That is pretty specific, though, to you. You've never yeah. really enjoyed that kind of photography. Yeah. I, and I think that's where it is. Is I, I wouldn't stay like I wouldn't stick with or accept jobs for things that I didn't enjoy. Because mm. I definitely did that at the beginning, which I think is important to do a little bit where you're um, uh, not experimenting or maybe experimenting, but like trying different yeah. things and you're doing uh, like right. different genres and kind of getting a feel. Right. But I think what I wouldn't do is stick with it and just keep booking those when I didn't enjoy them, but I was just booking them because it was a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, if people are going to pay me, then sure, mm -hmm. I will photograph this newborn and mm -hmm. dread it the entire time. Mm. I will say, I, I say that to my students a lot. So 
I work at a university and I interact with college students on a almost daily basis. And one of the things I say to them when they say, well, I kind of like this, but I'm interested in that. But this is also cool. I tell them all the time, you're in your 20s. Now is the time to figure out what you like. Mm -hmm. You're in the first year of your um, new business, you know, specifically for you as photography, you had to figure out what you liked. Yeah. So trying family photos, trying pet photos, trying newborn photos, trying weddings, trying, you know, business conferences, like you've tried a lot of different things and you have found things that you really liked that you didn't expect to like mm-hmm. and things that you really thought would be fine. And you ended up dreading. I think that that's really sound advice of just, Try things, see what you like, see what you don't like. But when you realize you don't like it, don't do it yeah, because that'll stop doing it. <laughs> that will that will stop you in your tracks from making progress in your actual business that you do want. Yeah. And take up time because I know that there were a few times that I booked yeah. sessions that I I wasn't thrilled about. Or even weddings sometimes, even when I found my niche. And I was like, okay, I love weddings. And then I would have a couple that we didn't completely align, but I had that opening. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then I get another inquiry like a month down the road. That's like a dream wedding at an amazing venue. And the couple is so fun. And like we would work together so well. And like, Not that you've had that experience uh, or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. (laughs) All right, we're going to pivot. You ready? Pivot. Second question is, what is a movie that reminds you of your childhood? Ooh. Um, <laughs> one is Casper, right. but um, it, it reminds me of a childhood I didn't have in a way. I was going to say that is absolutely nothing like the childhood we've ever <laughs> talked about yeah. that you had. Yeah. Um, ever. I used to have this reoccurring dream of myself when I was like 10 maybe just riding a bike and like riding a bike through little town square with a bunch of like leaves and stuff. And I think it's a scene from Casper. It could be, I don't know. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think there is a scene like that. Cause that kid Casper, uh, Devin Sawa. No, they don't leave the uh, house. They don't. Yeah. It's all in the house. Maybe it's not Casper. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, Casper was a formative like movie. Maybe Goonies. I don't know. Something, something like that. Um, Back up. What is one that actually reminds you of your childhood? Because there's one that you talk about a lot from your childhood that I don't know if it shaped you, but you mm-hmm. loved it. From my childhood that, that I talk about a lot. The Goofy movie. Oh yeah. You loved yeah. the goofy. I wasn't movie. even thinking about animated, even though Casper is half animated. Um, I did love the goofy movie. Yeah. Max, I I wanted to be Max. I loved the uh the power line. Um you bought a the power whole line scene. Shirt, I bought like a power line ago, or three years ago and wore it until, until it the just, power line stopped. Like it we just turned it into so a black shirt. It was just a black shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Goofy Movie is definitely one of those. Um, It doesn't really remind me of my childhood, but it was formative. Um, A little bit of Stand By Me. Oh, okay. Um, Just like the exploring, walking around type parts, not the whole murder and stuff. I can imagine (laughs) you and your brother creating that Uh storyline to do that for funsies. Because yeah. y'all were really weird, but <laughs> yes, in a way that was like safe weird, not creepy. You guys weren't out killing birds and stuff. No, no, we were we out have to cut all this part. <laughs> no, no, we're leaving this in. Uh, <laughs> all the talk about murdering animals. Uh, we did not do any of that uh, disclaimer, um, but we. We did, we would just like walk through creeks Mm. and like catch Mm. frogs or turtles or something. And like, that was just our pastime Um, because we didn't really have like (laughs) video games. We didn't have. uh, I don't have a movie that reminds me of my childhood. Like when mm. I watch it, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's what my childhood was like. Mm -hmm. Because we just had a really easy one. Like it wasn't my parents, my dad went to work and my mom stayed at home for most of it and did a lot of volunteer work and we went to church and, you know, in the summers we visited my grandparents and like Mm -hmm. you said, we were outside a lot and we played in the creek, like, but there was nothing that happened really to us. Nobody's going to make a movie about kids who just had this beautiful suburban life. But is there one that like (laughs) reminds you of how you felt as a kid? Or something that was formative, kind of like my goofy movie one. That's not really about my childhood. No, I mean, I really just, all of the Disney movies that we're now showing our kids Mm. are things that meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sharing that with them and like games that I played and toys that I had and books that I read. Like we have introduced those to them. Honestly, it's not really a movie, but it's like the Berenstain Bear books are much more of what I experienced as a kid where you just kind of live your life and you would have morals and life lessons as you lived your life normally. So it's not a movie, Mm -hmm. but it's a book. Like I just I had a mom and a dad and an older sister and a younger brother, and we just kind of figured things out as we went, I guess. I don't know. How else do you say that? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the question. Do you remember it as Baron Stain or Baron Steen Bears? I remember distinctly asking my mom, um, Baron Steen, because I remember we were learning something in school about German and how the E and the I, you know, whichever vowel comes first is the long. So if the E comes before I, it's a long E. If it's an I before E, it's a long I. And I remember asking my mom, it's like, is Berenstain German or something like that? Or why is it spelled that way? And she's like, well, that's the German spelling. And so I distinctly remember having that conversation mm. with my mom when I was a kid. So when they popped out with an A, I was like, y'all are absolutely trying to gaslight me because, and I don't care. That's fine. They can say that. I remember my memories and that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, go to war over it. I'm not going to become a internet vigilante about it <laughs> but like they can say that till you know they're blue in the face but i remember berenstein and i believe in my heart of hearts is berenstein and it's okay it's okay yeah cool yeah me too <laughs> i'm also on that uh part of uh the mandela effect mm-hmm. and all of that i at this point don't think it's a mandela effect i think it's just gaslighting could be question number three okay why did you get into film I am actually curious about this answer as well. Ooh, okay, cool. Did you submit this one? <laughs> um, why did I get into film? I uh, A few reasons. I mean, I took film photos as a kid. Uh, we didn't really have... Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had like one point and shoot, like Olympus, Olympus, Olympic uh, camera <clears throat> that I remember using like maybe a handful of times as a child. Um, cause we didn't really have cameras. We didn't, we didn't have like movie cameras. We didn't have digital cameras, obviously. Um, and then I kind of got reintroduced into film in college because I took a, uh, a film credit for my, I was going to say expletive. That's not it. Uh, elective. That's the word. <laughs> Like I didn't take expletives in college, Um, but I took an elective for (laughs) film photography and um, and got to learn how to like develop my own film and uh, develop um, like print or not even print, but like uh, I I guess it's called develop, develop your own like enlargements and like using the machine and uh, projecting those onto paper and all that, which was super fun in the dark room. And I really enjoyed that semester. Um, so because of that, I had a film camera again. And then I guess a few years ago, five, maybe, uh, really started getting back into film. Um, and a lot of it was just like the nostalgia and how I could like slow down And I liked that it wasn't just click, 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 click. And it had like a 
a more rich feel to the images, even if they weren't like composed well, even if they weren't exposed properly because I was still learning my cameras um, and the film stocks. But I really enjoyed uh, and still enjoy how film photography is more intentional than digital in a lot of ways. Um, plus it's just fun. Like that, uh, <clears throat> like the hip fire twin lens reflex, uh, Yoshika that I have yeah. is just, it's fun to like look through the thing and it's all mirrored. So I, I get, uh, confused every time that I'm yeah. trying to like follow the, the kids, kids as they're playing. Too. Yeah. It's and just, the nephews and stuff. They love it. Yeah. That's really fun. They really do. So yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, just the, the intentionality behind it and just the feel there's like a velvety kind of like warmth to film photography. Okay. Um, so I'm going to kind of stay on the business kick right now because we have a couple more business questions. Okay. Um, what is your wedding client workflow? I mean, that's a lot. Um, yeah, they didn't get specific here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I think uh, whenever um, I was like ordering my my systems and processes, I found, I think it was 196 steps in my wedding client process from inquiry to delivery of products. Okay, so let's do a flyover. You get okay. an inquiry. Yeah. And somebody says, I'm really interested. I really like your stuff. What mm. is your response? Um, I have a template that I use, um, which is also free. I can link in the show notes. Uh, but a template that uh, it has a little place for me to put in something personal about whatever they said in my uh, contact form. I have a place for them to put something. Uh, so I always want to reference whatever they say. So if they're like, oh, we're getting married at such and such venue, then I'll say something about it. We're not yes. getting specific. This is the flyover. Okay. So when they reach out, you respond with a templated email that's yes. been personalized to them. Correct. Then. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for reining me in. <laughs> you're good. This is not going to be a two hour podcast. <laughs> you're good. You're just getting, <laughs> you're just going to get in the weeds if you keep going in I know, that direction. I know. Tangents. And like you said, it's nearly 200 points and you've got a lot of great ways that oh. you do work with people from start to finish yeah, yeah. as your clients prior to them okay. after you finish with them. So, so fly over, I respond quickly within, um, within 24 hours. I like to do within an hour or two cause I have, um, just like a workflow to where whenever they inquire, it immediately creates a new lead in my CRM. So I'm able to just like jump in, customize that email, send it out quickly. Um, and then we'll go through a discovery call where. So in that uh, template, you ask for a follow up. Um, yes. I always end all of my emails with a question to keep the conversation going. Cause it's just like you and I talking in person it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Okay. And if you don't ask questions, that's a, a really easy way for them to just uh, ghost you. So after the email, you get them on a call? Yes. So I have a Calendly link. So it's super easy for them to set up a call. I'll shoot them over a Zoom or FaceTime or something. And we just chat about their wedding day. And I ask them a bunch of questions. Uh, I let them ask me questions. Can I go through my process? And that's where you do your pitch? That's where I do my pitch okay. and then I'll send them over a quote. Okay. And then once they book, um, I've got a bunch of different touch points from yes, sending, um, different, uh, like guides and, uh, wardrobe guides, style guides, uh, planning tips. So about scheduled how many out throughout times the day between them actually months. booking, mm -hmm. say that their wedding is six months out. Okay. How many times are you contacting them from the point that they say yes and hand you the deposit to their wedding day? Uh, if, if it's six months out, at least like once a month. Usually I'll, I'll have that kind of like spread out. If it's six months, you know, I send like different things at different points for 
Like, uh, I know that they're probably going to be doing engagement photos six to nine months before the wedding so they can get, save the dates out. So I'll send my engagement session guide and wardrobe guide at that point. And then, uh, just little follow-ups and like, Hey, how's planning going? Do you have any questions? So a typical would be setting the templates. Yep. Doing an engagement or bridal. Mm -hmm. Uh, getting their wedding day schedule. Yeah. Timeline consultation. Um, questionnaire for all the wedding day details and family member names so that I can put that together in a list. Um, and then I have a couple other kind of sales type, uh, things where I'm introducing albums and prints and all of that before the wedding and after the wedding. And then, um, I have a six month email, or after I've delivered all the photos and everything, then I have a scheduled email that goes out six months after their wedding, just like congratulating them, um, which a lot of times I get replies and they're just like, oh, we didn't even realize today was our six month anniversary. and <laughs> We got this email. Thanks so much for thinking of us. And I'm like, I was thinking of you six months ago when I scheduled this. Um, but it's always good because it kind of keeps you... Um, it keeps you a front of mind. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the, the flyover of the whole process. What is a trip that you have no idea when it will happen, but you can't get it out of your head? Ireland. Yeah. We've talked about Ireland a lot. Yeah. Iceland also, yeah. which is kind Gosh, of cliche. That's been out there for what, seven years? Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of cliche for photographers. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of photographers will go to Iceland. Really? Especially like Reykjavik because the like the black Well, that's the chapel. place to go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That's so funny that that's like a cliche place oh, yeah. to go. No, that's, that's cliche. Um, Hawaii also, we want to go back there. That's always, I want to want to hit the other islands other than Oahu. Uh, Especially with everything that happened with Maui. We would like to go there and oh yeah, support, the fires and support stuff. local and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like to go back to Oahu and have those Lili Koi pancakes at Moki's. Stop it. It's the best. You're freaking kidding me right now. Yeah. I tell any couple that's like, because I always ask where they're honeymooning. And anytime they're like, oh yeah, we're going to Hawaii. I'm like, if you go to Oahu, <laughs> go to Moki's bread and breakfast. Friends of ours are in Hawaii right now. Yeah. Yeah. With their whole family. Yeah. Yeah. The couple, uh, uh, just a, a few weeks ago, they were going to Oahu and then they were island hopping to, I think, Kauai. After, and I was like, you got to go try these pancakes. And then they sent me a picture of them eating the pancakes. God bless them. That was the best. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, yeah, no, I think Ireland is definitely Italy for sure is the other one. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't get that out of my head. Yeah. The other one that I can't believe you didn't say is South Africa. Yeah. I mean, Cape there's, Town. there's so many places. Cape Town. I want to go to all the places. <laughs> I want to go to Cape Town. I want to go South to Africa. Italy. I want to, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, we have, we've planned so many. There's so many trips. We've planned so many trips yeah. with no idea when we'll get to go. Or if we'll get to go. Yeah, we'll go. If you're listening and you want us to come, we'll, we'll go there. I will take photos of you. Uh, we'll, we'll be there. All right. This next question is a two-parter. Ooh, two parts. Ready? Okay. What is the easiest thing in business right now? The easiest thing in business right now? Um, I feel like uh, lead generation Oh, okay. Like, okay. like getting new leads has been really easy lately where they're just like every day. I'm like, Oh, got another lead. Oh, I've got three more leads today. And it's just like, you've been doing that a lot to me. I get home yeah. from work. And you're like two more inquiries today. And one uh, of them is already scheduled on my schedule next week. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing that a lot to me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because I text you every single time. I'm like, oh hey, I got another inquiry. He's for like, I like, put them on the schedule for this time <laughs> at this day, and I'm like, what? Yep. Uh, but yeah, I have like 
I don't know, like three, three or four meetings scheduled for the next week. Um, but yeah, that has been, I think the product of the last six months were probably like more like eight months of really working on, uh, marketing and SEO and blogging more and networking and all of the things that help bring in leads. Uh, they've kind of all culminated and now they're just coming in nice and easy, which, uh, is great. I agree. Very thankful. The second part is what is the hardest thing in your business right now? Oh, well, hard, hardest thing I think is, uh, is working with, uh, past associates <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, putting out fires, uh, pretty much from disappointed, um, couples. I would say the hardest thing for you is working with people who are not satisfied with the work that uh, came in yeah, and, uh, working with contractors who do not live up to their side of the contract for sure is yes. the hardest part for you. Yeah. Yeah. And contractors who don't, uh, back up their photos, back up their videos as, uh, stated in the contract. So, um, had a couple, uh, hard drive malfunctions and stuff that have lost footage. And that has been uh, really terrible because in the wedding game, like yeah, that's it. you got to back up everything in multiple places because this is their one wedding. This is the one day we can't just be like, Hey, uh, this didn't work out. Like I had that engagement shoot where I yeah. accidentally formatted the card before. Cause I got like out of my groove yeah. of coming home and immediately backing up the photos and yeah, I, cause you had something else that I, you were doing. Yeah, yeah. I formatted that. And then I just reached out to them. I was like, I am so sorry. We've never done this. Uh, but they were terrible. very cool about they it. They were totally cool about it. We went back out to the place. It was actually a prettier day the second yeah. time. And they were much more uh, comfortable with it. Yeah, they with, were more relaxed. The pictures turned out great. we already gone through an entire hour. Um, but you can't do that with a wedding. <clears throat> and thankfully it was, it wasn't local, but it was close enough that you were able to get to it easily. And so yeah. were they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an hour, two hour drive. It wasn't bad. But yeah, that's definitely the hardest part. Uh, it's been the most stressful part of the last year and a half year that and we've half. been dealing all, with all of this. Yeah, year and a uh, half. And, and that's yep. one of the reasons why uh, my leads kind of went down for a while because I wasn't focused on continuing my marketing because I was putting out fires yeah. and you had to focus so much on the past. You could not. And also, leads. yeah. And just so stressed and depressed with, you were so stressy and depressy. Yeah. It, it was not good. You it's were still, not yourself. still not great. Uh, anytime that I'm having to deal with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I can always tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that would be, that'd be the hardest part right now. Which I think a good lesson from that is um, like, uh, like Gary V says, you know, hire slowly and fire quickly. Um, and I should have fired uh, a long time before. I should have canceled some contracts when they weren't living up to the other contracts instead of being like, well, they've already scheduled this. And then they ended up doing that for other couples. So take a note from that. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. Next question. Cause you know how I have feelings. Yes. Uh, if this is a scenario question. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I have totally forgotten all of these, by the way. So they're all in new this scenario. You have to stay an entrepreneur. Okay. Done. Um, but you cannot do anything like you're doing right now. So no photography, no videography, nothing like that. Okay. What's your new business? Drive-in movie theater. Uh, and burger shop. And coffee shop. Yeah. It's a three-in-one. We do coffee all day. We do burgers 
afternoon and evening. And then we do movies in the evening uh, it, with with the burgers. So to be clear. To be clear. We have discussed this many times. Yes. And the idea is we would have a move-in theater, like drive-in drive theater. Everybody lives there. <laughs> <laughs> Move on in. We would have a drive-in theater. Mm. With multiple screens. So we could have a single or double feature, depending on whatever. But we would have food trucks. Yes. That's on it. site. Yep. Where you could, during the movie, <clears throat> put in an order. And then from the food truck, people would come deliver it to your car. Mm-hmm. And we can swap out the food trucks. We can have other local food trucks come in and like rent out a space for a month or however long. But the standard one that John wants. Yeah. Is. Would be my stuffed burgers. Is a. Food truck. Food truck that in the morning is coffee mm, and mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. little somethings. So in that scenario, that would be the structure that you could actually drive through. That yes. would be a structure that when you're driving in for a drive-in movie, you would go through that structure, and that's how you'd get your tickets for the drive-in movie, mm -hmm. things like that. But but you the, could also swing by the coffee <clears throat> shop any time of day. You don't have to come see a movie, right? It would not be specific. Yeah, but that would be that would be the idea. Is you would have like a standalone coffee shop that would in the evenings also be an entrance for the drive-in. Yeah. However. That coffee shop would also, in the afternoon, evening, sell burgers. Yes. Because he makes a really amazing stuffed burger. Really good burgers. Yeah. So that would Plus be... Plus you're very creative with your flavors. Yeah. And you make really fun ones. Yeah, I like trying new things. It doesn't all have to be American cheese. and Almost none of yours are. I don't think you've ever made me something with American cheese. No, but it is good melty cheese It's a great burgers. melty cheese. When it's like... Good American cheese, not like the, like a, a Velveeta cheese type of food, uh, American cheese. Wow, just calling Velveeta out. Hey, they call themselves out on their packaging. It doesn't. It says like cheese flavored product or something like that. It's not real cheese. It's fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you heard yeah. it here first. He would own a uh, drive-in theater and a coffee slash burger shop. Could be someday. I mean, I'm probably not going to be a wedding photographer forever. Uh, my my knees are already feeling it, so uh, who knows? Well, we'll see how. Once we find our many place, movies you could actually play. Yeah, once we find our place to like put in roots, buy a home, and all of that. <clears throat> well, if if people want to do their movies and bypass the middleman and do like what Taylor Swift did when she sold it directly to like AMC. To yeah. be able to... So we could, like, do our own Sundance? I guess. Yeah. We could directly, like, find people that would uh, yeah. put their movies Oh, yeah. Independent films. Like, uh, Alamo Drafthouse does that every now and then, they where they'll have independent shows um, where they license those out. So, 100%, I would love to do that and support local artists. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So this next question, I feel like uh, you may or may not have an answer to. Okay. The question is, and I did not submit this. Okay. Uh, why are you so cool? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one now. Uh, <laughs> why am I so cool? That is a great question. <laughs> Is that the last question? It is the last question, but oh. I have one more for you that's okay. not on this list, but that is your last question. Okay. Me. Okay. Um, why am I so cool? I don't know. Um, yes, you do. I, I think I'm so cool. I do say so myself because I, uh, I am uh, more of myself than I used to be. I used to, um, kind of be like a chameleon and um, being whatever I thought other people wanted me to be and uh, like being interested in the things they were interested in and all that. Am I doing my like bobbing <laughs> neck thing? Uh, 
but yeah, I, I think I, I seem cool, uh, because I am comfortable with myself now and I am myself and I'm like, uh, you know, doing, doing things that I'm interested in and I'm, uh, and sharing more about like, uh, like my, my horror movie obsession and that I, uh, the, like just these things that I'm interested in and things that I like doing. And I'm not like trying to be someone else. And I think that, uh, for anyone, if you can just be you, then that makes you cool. I would agree. I think one of the things that makes you cool to whoever asked that question is probably because they have like interests and you're Mm -hmm. somebody that they're like, wow, I like this person. He seems really cool. He seems really nice. But a lot of being cool as an adult is being comfortable with yourself and being kind to others because that welcomes them into liking things that maybe they weren't sure about before, or maybe they didn't even know about before. And now they're like, I'm interested in this too. That's, I really find it. Like I find this interesting. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's a good point too. Cause I do try to welcome others and I try to. You're inclusive. Yeah. I try to be inclusive. I try to be interested in other people and not just always like waiting for my turn to talk. And I think because of that, people feel really comfortable around me because they feel seen and heard and because they are seen and heard. And like, I try to remember things about people. I don't go as far as, Oh, I forget who it was that said like every contact in their phone, they will just put different uh, things that they, the different aspects about them. So it would just be like, you know, Oh, John, he likes horror movies and cheesecake and he's a photographer. And then next time that they see them, they can just like pull up that contact real quick and then just be like, Oh, Hey, yeah. What's, did you see cabin in the woods? Did you like that one? And which is, uh, like a 12, 14 year old movie at this point. So the closest I get is like (laughs) Sarah, Jordan's mom. Like mm-hmm. that's as specific as I get. Or yeah. Jenny, coworker. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that is a lot to do, uh, to remember everything like that. But um, but yeah, I try to remember at least like one thing about somebody. So whenever I see them again, I'm like, oh yeah, you uh do, you know, uh you're into jujitsu. So we can talk about that. What's that one? Somebody is somebody to somebody, but not everybody is somebody to everybody. Yes. Did That's, I just make that up or is that know. a line? I, it, it sounds like it should be a line. Probably uh, cross-stitched on Pinterest somewhere. I do love my cross-stitch. Yeah. Okay. What's your final question for me? My final question is you are... About to be 12 years in, April of 2013, right, is when you started this? Yes. So you're finishing so, up your 11th year. You're about to start 12 years. Oh, yeah, years. about to start 12 years, yeah. Is it worth it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. There have been uh, lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, as the entrepreneurial experience is it is all over the place uh, which has been hard because there have been some really hard months and some hard years and uh, I think it is definitely worth it Um, I am much happier and I think a much different person now than I would have been had I stayed at my nine-to-five job for the last 11 years let's not call it nine-to-five no, Let's it call was it seven to four. Yeah, what it, was, it, was. it was much more hours. Yeah, it was at least with a half hour lunch because it's ridiculous. 50 to and 60 no hours. Yeah. But yeah, I think that if I had stayed there, I like our relationship would be so different. Uh, I don't think that. Yeah, it just uh, it would it would not be as great a life as we've been able to make it to where we are both like today's a Thursday and we're both working from home and able to do a podcast and going to go have a nice little lunch date after this. 
And well, this is my lunch, so yes. Uh, <laughs> but but like we're you have to wait till I was actually on lunch to yes. do this, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but we're like we're gonna we we have a lot more time to be at home, to be with the kids. I've definitely been able to be much more involved in the kids' lives. Yeah, you're very present. Than I would have yeah. uh, had I been uh, not an entrepreneur. So definitely worth it. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for asking me these questions. Joining Absolutely. me for another Thank you for submitting episodes. the questions. Yeah, thanks, folks everyone. Folks who did that. Yeah. And uh, thanks for another 100 episodes. We'll uh, we'll do this in another, what is that, like two years from now uh, when we hit 300. But, um, but yeah, this is, um, I really enjoy this podcast and, uh, have enjoyed all the listeners that I've met and the connections that I've made and enjoy getting to talk to really fun people, including yourself. Thanks. But yeah, thanks for joining us for the 200th episode. Um, oh, and I have a question for the listeners. Ooh, okay. Fun. Please submit what it is that you like about this podcast. Do you like who he interviews? Do you like his solo stuff? Do you like what he brings me on and asks him random questions? Um, do you like that he does his favorite things? Do you like, like what brings you to this podcast? Why do you listen to it? And um, why do you keep coming back? I would love to know. Yeah, I love that. So if you're listening in Spotify, there's a little Q&A thing. If you swipe up, you can actually submit there. Um, I'll also post something on social media too, like in the Instagram stories. Um, you just said something that reminded me of the segment that I do at the end of every podcast of what we're loving this week. What are you loving this week? Oh, dear. Um, or I can go first since <laughs> this wasn't like in our notes. What I'm loving this week is what I'm loving every week. Pinky. Um, trying to take over the world is my verb bars. I just got oh, yeah. a new, um, shipment shipment. Thank you. Oh, the only word that was coming to my brain was inundation. I'm like, I'm not inundated. <laughs> um, a new shipment of my favorite verb bars and actually Which have is the, uh, banana bread, chocolate chip, chocolate chip, banana bread is my absolute favorite. Um, but I actually got a, I've worked with, I've partnered with them for so long. They gave me like a subscription deal. So I'll have him link that in the show notes. Oh, like an affiliate code? An affiliate code. Oh, nice. So if you want to try them, yeah. you should definitely try them. They're so, so, so good. Um, but I don't drink coffee anymore. Um, and so this is my caffeine replacement, but it's made with green tea not coffee beans so I don't get jittery and it feels like you just get energy and you plateau as opposed to like spike back down. Yeah. Um, it's not like a Red Bull or or no. even coffee where it's just like you get no. the... The same amount of caffeine high. of an espresso. Mm -hmm. In every bar. The sugar is minimal. A lot of them are gluten-free, vegan, whatever options. Um, and they taste good. They taste really good. The That's red the velvet cake tastes like red velvet cake. Yeah. Oh, they just came out with a uh, French toast one. Their peanut butter crunch one is also really good. Peanut butter crunch good. is my favorite. Um, Their French toast is really yummy. French toast is really Their good. cinnamon roll is like very sweet and tastes actually like a cinnamon roll. Yes. Yeah. They're closer to the taste of a candy bar yeah. than they are like a traditional. But their peppermint uh, mocha tastes like a peppermint mocha, like yeah. coffee drink. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's, so yeah, that's what I'm loving. Yeah. It's a good thing. Good thing to love. I take them with me to every wedding it is a great boost in that like post ceremony before you get to dinner. It's like that hour, hour and a half before dinner where it's just like, I am so tired. I've been here for like four hours already and just wrangled all of these people. A good little, Absolutely. uh, quick, uh, well, I'm a verb bar stand. I, I told our it person yesterday who was in our office and I was like, you got to try this. And then another one of my coworkers, I made her try one. She really, really liked it. I have another coworker who has 
uh, really bad acid reflux right now. So she's not drinking any coffee or caffeine. And I was like, try this bar, this caffeine, but it won't like give you acid reflux. And so she tried it. So yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to get my whole office to be hooked on them. Nice. Yeah, they're good. It's how I apply my IT guy when he comes and I'm like, I need your help with something. <laughs> Here, here's some energy. I literally like give him, I'm like, hey, I have energy bars. Do you want to come to my office? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, while you're here, it works every time. He's yeah. very food motivated. They're they're great. They've helped me not go get an afternoon iced coffee every day Yeah. Uh, because, you know, a $6 latte or iced coffee is a lot more expensive than these like $1 bars. So I think uh, they average out to like a dollar 50 if you buy them full price, which there's always something going on. So you almost never have to. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure with the affiliate code, it'd be discounted at some point. Uh, I don't even know what what it is, but yeah. Um, cool. What am I loving? Uh, why are you asking me? I don't know. Oh no. I just always ask. (laughs) I never get asked. Very, very few guests are like, what are you loving? Uh, so I'm just so like, John, oh, let's what are you loving oh, these thank, days? Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving, um, well, I talked about it earlier, the Cabin in the Woods movie. Yeah. That one was good. It was funny. It was a, a, a good marriage of comedy and horror. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Uh, what's his name? Josh from the West Wing, Wing, uh, who pretty much played the same character with all the, 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 the quick wit and everything. It was great. Um, uh, yeah, I saw it a long time ago. I think it's like a 2012, 2014 movie, but, uh, but yeah, interesting twist. Um, it's not like scary horror, uh, it's, it's more like kind of funny stuff and it's, uh, a, a, a very cool twist in the movie, um, that it's, it's a, a, a non-traditional type yeah. deal, yeah. but yeah, I'm loving that. That's good. Ooh. And, uh, I think I've already said that I was loving Fargo season one. Yeah. Cause I, I watched that one, but I recently watched Fargo season five cause I'm just jumping around. Yeah. They're all their own individual seasons. Um, but yeah, season five, I wanted to watch before going back to like two, yeah. um, because John Hamm, yep. Juno Temple, I was like, I, I really like both of them. Holy cow. She I feel was, like she came and hit yeah. America out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm sure that England and everywhere else is known about her, but like, her and Hannah, they were both in um, Ted, Lasso. Ted Lasso together. They were Rebecca and Keely. Keely. And I just, both as individual actresses as well as like them together in Ted Lasso, I just think they're so talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hannah is sense. incredible. Yeah. And a great singer. And now Juno is just like, she's just killing the game. She's so good. I know. Yeah. And she like nailed that. Uh, that Minnesotan the accent. accent. It's so uh, specific. It is very specific. And she did a great job. And apparently she was like, she was learning how to speak in that accent as they were wrapping up the filming of Ted Lasso. Um, but yeah, really great show. Yeah. Great season. Uh, crazy story. The so. other thing that I'm loving is cross-stitching. Yeah. I'm super into making my own patterns right now. Mm-hmm. You started so, digitally making your own patterns. I started digitally making my own patterns. changing the game. <laughs> so much fun. But I think we have a mutual this week. We both just wrapped up watching Percy Jackson. Oh, yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. And I think we both really liked it. It was very good. It was very good. I enjoyed it. I didn't know a lot about... Uh, we both had expectations of like, this is for tweens and teens yes like it wasn't made as a right like this is supposed to entertain adults like this is supposed to be pretty true to the book Mm -hmm. entertaining for tweens and teens yeah kind of like a a harry potter-esque uh uh i don't know age range where it's like you can still be entertaining for adults but it's kind of like made for teens um but yeah harry potter skews adult by book three though yeah, but no. I, that's I a thought, lot more adult issues. I feel like Percy Jackson was just like, 
I don't know, but it's it's that it's, young it's adult. It's that young story. adult adventure story, but because at least I I know for sure I had the uh, background of like the gods, Olympus, Zeus, like all that kind of stuff. I had that mm-hmm. kind of. I had a rough understanding of all <clears> that. Yeah, that was not really stuff that I was allowed to learn growing up. Um, there. <laughs> other gods and stuff. The but. absolute distance between what I learned growing up versus <laughs> what you learned growing up is dramatic. Yeah. It's been fun learning stuff as an adult though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. It's been very interesting how many things I'm like, yeah, we learned that when we were like in fifth grade and you're like, nope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then you teach me something like, where'd you learn that? And you're like, just my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I just know how to do stuff because I was taught to do stuff and I'm like, Oh, Okay. He's like, yeah. how do you know so much about the gods? I'm like, seventh grade, bro. Seventh grade. We were all in the Roman and the Greek gods and the differences and all that stuff. And he was like, like, it's so pertinent to literature. He's like, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Percy Jackson was fun. It was so fun. It was a cool story. I liked the uh, some of the actors that they had in it. I liked, um, well, I mean, Jason Manzoukas is always... Yeah. Uh, a fan favorite of mine, anything that he's in. Um, but that's the Megan Mullally. That was a fun one. Wasn't really expecting that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's an interesting uh, story of a kid uh, learning that he is a demigod. And then seeing Pegasus in the school gym. That's mm-hmm. super fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you like that kind of fantasy stuff, Percy Jackson, Disney Plus. They definitely set it up for season two. So yeah. that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. And I didn't mention Fargo's on Hulu. Yep. I think maybe FX, too. I don't know. But I watched it on Hulu. Uh, but, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the show. Chrissy Jackson is on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for asking me questions. I always enjoy getting to chat with you. I mean, we do it all the time. But I always enjoy uh, whenever you're on the show. Yeah. I think you were a guest once. Where we talked about... Episode 16. Oh, wow. Okay. You did your research. Or just remembered. Have a better memory than I do. Um, Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was back in the light and dark days. That was back when Rachel was here. so dramatic. Yeah, the light and dark days. Um, But yeah. (laughs) And then episode 100. And now 200. Uh, You are, I think, the, the most reoccurring guest. Must be. Yeah. Let me know if you want me back. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you next week with episode 201. Bye, y'all. Bye.